my fellow Freedom Love Simon Thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realm of planet Earth. Today's date is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. This is episode 1526, which is entitled, Gun Rights Are More Vital Than False Security and Florida's Residential Picketing Act. Before I proceed, I'm going to... Send my condolences to what happened in Rob Elementary School and all with Valdell. Hope I pronounced that city correctly. Texas. I'm gonna be talking about that. Another horrific event. And um, of course, you're gonna hear all the politicalization of it. But I will say that, talk about that in a moment. Before I pre- before I continue, I just repeat myself. <laughs> Good grief. You can find me on multiple social media sites and podcast outlets. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Roman number three, or Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. All right. So I was so much crit insanity going on right now. And uh, right now, of course, the mainstream media is focusing more on what's happening in Texas. Vidal, you Vidal, Texas. And of course, you got all these hacks out there jumping on the political bandwagon once again. Michael Moore calls for scrapping the Second Amendment. So, and others saying the same thing about safety, security, and ending gun violence and so forth. I just really dawns on me. They want to. They want to become opportunists when it comes to horrific events. Beat them when they're down. Get people all up and roar. We gotta do this once and for all. Even Barack Obama's making a statements on Twitter. The question I have for everyone here: What has the folks learned from the past? Not a confounded thing, as far as I'm concerned. I could be mistaken, hopefully. There's a, during the time of uh, Columbine, 9-11, many of the colleges around the country, well, the United States, the United States, California, and so forth, they've been massacres or murders in these institutions. Stoneman Douglas, we can go on. Everything else in between. And so forth. Self-defense is a right, righteous thing. We all have obligations and duties to um, ex- execute this the best we can. I know everyone's different emotions when it comes to self-defense. And one way or the other, everyone thinks, assume, oh yeah, we'll start, we'll just start handing out farm people. No, 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 I disagree. I do admire the Guardian program. Train them. Let them earn it. And others can do different things to protect lives, too. And that's why it dawns on me. We haven't learned the history of these horrific events. we got to prepare ourselves to the best of our abilities. Scrapping the Second Amendment, which 
it's invalid anyway because it's a natural right. We got denied. We're gonna, you're gonna scrap that too? That's what we want. That's what we want. That's what these uh, dingleberries, these so-called geniuses, want us to uh, fulfill. Well, you know what? Too bad. I recommend folks out there learn the facts on sovereign immunity and tort liability. Technically, the police aren't obligated on protecting the individual. That includes in the state of Texas. Many of these states around the, these U.S. has very similar stuff. And this actual law spearheaded in the federal level in 1946. Yeah, just look up sovereign mini tort liability. you find out. You'd be surprised. It's just public employees as a whole. We got to look at the suspect, too. His name is Ram, Ramos. Ramos. I'm like looking, examining the watch a New York Post on this matter, on this on these uh, on this event. His name is Ramos, and of course he got Matthew McConaughey, you know, putting his two political two cents in, and of course, uh, bear, um, drone man Obama. Of course, Zelensky paid his tribute, but at least he was pretty firm. He didn't go, he didn't exploit it. I am not impressed by, by him. But you know what's funny? Because everyone's trying to praise this guy as a great hero. He's another globalist hack, too. Rob Elementary School, yep. All those uh, killed in school shooting were in one classroom, police said. This, um, so it happened in one classroom, according to the New York Post. Marjorie Hernandez wrote this up. I'm just like browsing through here. Of course, Pope Francis calls for strict gun control. Another hypocrite, New World Order shitbag, excuse my language. Nothing against the people who are practicing Roman Catholics. But you got a, a man in there is one deranged SOB. A bend over Bob to the New World Order. Another globalist hack. Could I say the word blasphemy in Jesus' name? He would attest to that. Represents the den of thieves. Of course, there have been more mass shootings than they so far in 2022 data. But no one really cares about having the city of Chicago. Or New York is like normal over there, right? It's not the firearms. It's folks not loving themselves. Family structures. And the question is this. Is Salvador Ramos a Manchurian candidate or SSRI case? Based on past these murders in these facilities. How many of them are on psychotropic drugs? We have to question that. SSRI case. If I'm correct, there's a site. I don't know if it's still been updated or not. SSRICases.org. I suggest folks you should check that out. You always get a multi-attack. Don't be one-dimensional. Don't be like these Herc-Reform hacks you see on the idiot box. One, like Michael Moore, his movies suck. Not, uh, what is it, um, uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 wasn't controversial enough. He has some good points in there, but everyone's like pounding and heat and climax. And people, yeah, I just start laughing. 
He, he is globalist material, folks. He is not a maverick. He is not a rebel. He wants us to be submissive to the state. Another status Uncle Tom. That's Michael Moore. You can tell him I said so. I don't give a damn. If you, if you send him my show, it'd be great. Another opportunist. Cause I see it. Yeah, Salvatore Ramos. Yeah. They can't use white supremacy, right? According to this, he murdered his grandma, the um, grandmother. So, uh, of course, this claim to feature chilling warning for kids to be scared. It's from his TikTok post, 18 years old. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, go to NewYorkPost.com. They have an updates on this, on the Texas school shooting live updates. So I'll give them props. At least it's, um, they're trying to make things, uh, you know, make things occur. Yeah, so, yeah, so, um, 19 students, two teachers in Rob Elementary School. But we know so far about Salvador Ramos, a suspected Texas shooter. Let's see what they have to say here on the New York Post. On this, before I go to the next one, I'm just going to, you know, skim through this. He was identified as suspect in the mass shooting at Rob Elementary School, of course. Texas Abbott. He was killed by police after the shooting. Ramos, who attended the town's high school, reportedly shot his grandmother before driving to the school armed with a handgun and possibly a rifle. The evening manager at Wendy's involved where Ramos worked told CNN that the teen kept to himself mostly. He felt like the quiet type, the one who doesn't say much. He didn't really socialize with other employees. Adrian Mendez told the outlet he just worked, got paid, and came to get his check. A young woman who worked with him un until March admitted he noticed an aggressive streak. He would be very rude towards the girls sometimes, one of the cooks threatening them by asking, do you know who I am? And he would also send an inappropriate text to the ladies, a former co-worker told the Daily Beast. Hmm. Sometimes you got to see how accurate that is, right? But, you know. Observe responsibly, of course. At the park, there'd be videos of him trying to fight people with boxing gloves. Fight people with boxing gloves. He'd take them around, take them around with him, she said. Here's is everything we know so far. Shooter allegedly tagged stranger in Instagram pick of guns. There's selfies on that. I'm not gonna be reading everything here. I'm just giving you what they know. And it says here the user at Anupes, um, e Anupis, yeah, said Ramos was a total stranger who tagged her in the gun photo and messaged her that he got a little secret. Instagram user who says she doesn't live in Texas questioned why he tagged her the pick of the rifle as she found it scary that he tagged her. Hmm. Well, I can relate to certain things. Some people send me stuff. I don't even know. Try to ask me if I want to be a Bitcoin guy and so forth, be part of their network. So there's nothing really new. Instagram user says she, she doesn't live in Texas, of course. Got a post. So 543, 
I'm about to. Okay, so some claims on here. He never told the girl his secret. His last at eight um, nine sixteen a.m. I'm on air out. So I'm a, so go to the New York Post on this. There's a, it's pretty cool. I'll give him credit where it's due. So um, hit that site. You'll find it. It's not that hard. I'm not gonna post it on my page, but um, I just really see, I see things a lot broader. There's a lot of distractions going on. There's talks from um, I've seen a couple of reports from J.R. Uh, Nyquist. Mike Adams did interview with him about possible multi-pronged attack on the invasion of the U.S., CCP, and the Russian Federation. So um, you, hear, you, may hear, you may hear stuff in the background that's ice, ice make, when they're making ice in the refrigerator. But uh, it's one of those areas you gotta really focus on because um, don't get too distracted. And I'm not saying anything negative about what occurred in this town. But it is disturbing. It's a lot more than ending gun violence. Such a trendy word, you know? How about violent crime? How about call a shooter a murderer? All right? Anything, if it's nothing with farms, they don't want these garbage news people won't even talk about it. I remember the time when the news was happening. I remember one guy got stabbed with a butcher knife. Oh, you can't talk about that anymore. There's only guns, 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 and guns. Guns don't kill people, folks. Individuals do. Like the, Anton LaVey made a great statement that man became the most vicious animal on earth of them all. That's from his uh, satanic statements. Doesn't mean I'm gonna, doesn't matter what your belief system is on the satanic Bible or the late Anton LaVey. But this time we all have things in common, right? Self-preservation, self-defense. The time what happened in um, reading about that book called The Shooting Back. It was based on the St. James Church Massacre that, that, that occurred on July, around July 25th, 1993. It'll be a 29th anniversary real soon. 13 people died, I think 13 people died and 67 were heavily wounded. And Charles only had a 38 snub revolver it's human element, he wish he could do more. But I can't condemn him because he did save a lot of lives that night. This is why I always tell people, self-defense is righteous. We all have duties. I don't care what your belief system is. If you're going to rely on the state to take care of you, then you're a confounded fool. You lost your self-determination. You uh, denounced of being a proud American and within these United States, regardless if you're born here or been naturalized. Always think before you speak. Don't let these yahoos tell you any different. It's all mind control. I know I'm digressing the crap out of you folks. Forgive me, but um, I, see, I, see these th I see these moments of opportunity for the tyrants. Allah, 9-11, even Stoneman Douglas, the three-day, statewide three-day waiting period for a rifle and 21, making 21 over. Totally illegal, unconstitutional on a state level. 
You know why? You got to petition it. Got to be voted on. A person like myself voted against the 1988 Constitution Amendment for a three-day period on handguns and the local options in 1998. I know these for a fact. I lived in South Florida for 45 years. Don't tell me anything different or this day and age. We got to change our ways of thinking. Not by human nature, folks. I'm not one of these Orwellian sympathizers. That includes everything else in our natural rights. And just to add this, the Second Amendment and violent crime, when they use firearms, don't mix. They're two separate entities, period, with no exceptions. So please, don't believe the hype what these psychic vampires want to um, provide for you. They're nothing more than prostitutes to the order. All right. Well, I know I've been ranting for a good period of time. So we're going to start this off with the first article. And um, says here... Gun rights are more important than false security. Let me see. What the heck? Oops. One moment, folks. Right there. Boom. Gun rights are more important than false security and appeasing leftists. This came out today, written by Brandon Smith. Here's what Mr. Smith has to say. If there is one holy grail target... That the political left obsesses over more than, than anything else. It is getting their hands on the Second Amendment and molding it to their will or erasing it forever. The pursuit of American gun rights is paramount to them, beyond critical race theory, beyond gender politics, and even beyond the abortion debate. The problem for them is that ever since the Obama era, they have consistently hit a brick wall in terms of convincing the general public to give another inch of ground when it comes to gun control. To be sure, there are many reasons for this that coincide. First, the credit crash of 2008 opened many people's eyes to the possibility that the economic systems we take for granted today could disappear tomorrow. Gun rights were no longer a matter of tradition, but a matter of necessity if the system breaks down and emergency services are overwhelmed or disappear when the only, only person you can rely on to protect your family is you. The morality, mortal realities always win over emotion and reactionary demands. In other words, the benefits of individual self-protection greatly overweigh any potential risk of criminality or abuse. Second, the advent of the COVID mandates, lockdowns, and blatant attempts to implement vaccine passport tyranny upon half the population of this country yet again reinforce the idea that gun rights are more important than ever without the unified refusal to comply by conservatives and some moderate Americans. It is highly likely that our nation would be in the same situation as China is right now. A pointless cycles of lockdowns, authoritarian denial of basic services for people that refuse to submit to a highly experimental mRNA vaccine and even worse supply chain disruptions and financial instability than we already have. Make no mistake, the reason the U.S. is the mostly free 
from these draconian conditions today is because of the continued existence of the Second Amendment and an armed citizenry. Without these things, there is no longer any obstacles to enforcing whatever unconstitutional provisions the establishment wants. Third, with the advent of the BLM riots, inflationary pressures, and rising crime rates, there has been a renewed interest in gun ownership in the U.S. among normies. It is not just a conservative trend. Many Democrats have suddenly taken an interest also. There is very little chance to increase gun restrictions are going to happen with the approval of the public. The only way it could even be attempted is through executive order. Many millions of Americans will simply say no, just as they did with the vaccine passports. Simple. Tenth Amendment, or they call it the anti-commandeering doctrine. I say I talk about these shows in the past. Look up on Spreaker and so forth. Trust me, Matt, my friends, it is very interesting indeed. And let's be clear about what's going on. The attention of political elites and the left is not reasonable gun control. Their purpose is indeed confiscation. And criminalism is the name of the game. Let's not forget what we saw with the COVID passports. At first, they claimed there are no plans to institute anything like a vaccine passport system. They said this was a conspiracy theory. Then not more than a year later, Biden tried to enforce proof of vaccination through executive order. Suddenly, it wasn't a conspiracy theory anymore. The same strategy has been attempted with gun rights in the past, and they will try to do it again. As with any... Every other Western nation that has restricted gun ownership down to almost nothing, they start with the scary semi-auto weapons and work their way down until you have nothing left. We can give you a good example. Venezuela, Australia, even happened in um, Rwanda, okay? Even Turkey with the Armenians. We can go on and on and on. I folks recommend look up... JPFO, Jews for Prevention of Firearms Ownership on Gun Control and Genocide, how all these certain laws were in the books. We can even use Germany as well in 1933. Hmm, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just giving you guys a little history, some history references. You can look it up for yourselves if you believe you're smarter than everybody else. I'll continue on here. Uh, whoops, whoops, sorry about that. Good grief. I got Okay, here you go. Awesome. And it says here, or until people with considerable money have the ability to purchase a firearm, which is the case through most of Europe. I suspect that leftists are not fully opposed to the idea of gun ownership as they often pretend to be. I think they would actually like to retain their own guns if possible. They just don't want people like you and I to have them. In other words, liberty for me, but none for thee. Selective gun confiscation would be their idea, which is the same exact strategy used by the Nazis who selectively outlawed gun ownership for Jewish citizens. The Nazi Weapons Law Act of 1938. And anyone politically opposed to the Third Reich, but let all other Germans keep their weapons. I would note that whether, whenever gun crimes and mass murders are committed by people that they're ideologically opposed to conservatives, the media and leftists often conveniently stop caring about taking action. They only seem to care when the crime can be associated with their political enemies. We all know that leftists constantly argue that conservatives are inherently dangerous. It only takes one more step for them to claim that conservative thought is 
in itself a mental illness and that our guns should be taken by default. But let's talk about real mental illness for a moment, shall we? Let's talk about a recent active shooter like Peyton Gendron, Gendron, with bizarre political and ideological beliefs that have nothing to do with conservative pop principles. Democrats like AOC and Chuck Schumer immediately trying to link Gendron to the Buffalo grocery store shooter to conservatives and the Republican Party. Remember, you got AOC, Beaker, and you got Pinocchio Charles Schumer. Hi, I'm Chuck Schumer. I'm a Jew by faith. And his nose grow. A gino, a Jew in name only. That's what I got to think about Charles Schumer. And don't worry, folks, I'm not being anti-Semitic either, so keep your mouth shut if you get so sensitive. Yeah, in only a few days, time they, they were signed they were suddenly silent about the whole event and the media was oddly quiet but why as it turns out Gendron's philosophies were entirely socialist with the tended to fascism and communism with this within the same framework in fact Gendron stated on multiple occasions that he hated conservatives and identify himself as an eco-fascist yes a, a man that supports government knows best and corporations oh yeah how astute hey man's a genius right he also had a history of reports concerning his mental health and safety. The media's focus on replacement theory was a clear distraction from the real issue at hand. Their assertion was that if you're critical of illegal immigration, then you automatically are racist and share an ideological boat with people like Peyton Gendron. But then their narrative fell apart when it becomes obvious that Gendron was actually anti-conservative. In the case of Salvador Ramos, or Ramos, Ramos. Details are still emerging about the Texas school shooter as, and his affiliations, but some information has been leaked despite the media's quick move to control the narrative. For example, Ramos is not the white conservative monster the leftists need to fulfill their narrative requirements. White supremacy. Photos are also in circulation allegedly taken from his social media accounts, which suggest he was transgendering and identifying him Identified as they and them. Hmm, can we say distorted? Oh, yes. I'll stress here through that his social media accounts have been completely scrubbed, and right now there is no way to confirm that this claim is true. Always question. Why his accounts were removed so quickly is not clear, but surely we know more, than, more in the couple of, next couple of days. Leftists are swiftly moving to refute any possibility that Ramos was a transgender. Maybe they're right, maybe not. They were also very quick to deny that Durham Brooks Jr., the mass killer that ran down a parade of people with this car or van in um, Wakesha, um, um, Wakesha, Wisconsin, was a supporter of BLM. But as it turned out, initial reports by internet sources were correct. Suddenly, leftists were fielding arguments that he was pushed to commit the crime of institutional racism. I've been a victim. Please feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. This is how ludicrous some of these clowns think. It turns out that Ramos did, in fact, identify as trans, and the media... Uh, message will surely change once again. I have no doubt there will be a move to defend Ramos as a tra um, tragic figure rather than a monster and blame will be replaced on the state of Texas and the legislative actions to stop transgender policies from invading their public school system. The point is there is no connection between gun rights supporters or conservatives and gun crime as leftists often claim. I can find just as many if not more incidences of mass murder perpetuate, 
perpetrated by leftists. The common thread between all these killers and event is not guns or gun rights. Rather, it's a blatant signs of mental illness and ideological zealotry. The media will not address this issue, and political puppets like Joe Biden will not address it either. Joe Biden's the first white privileged president in U.S. history. Please, folks, can you refute that if I'm wrong? <laughs> I know I love saying that stuff. Remember, the goal is gun confiscation, not public safety. If they actually care about public safety, then the mental illness connection would not be ignored. It's also important to point out that such tragedies are not limited to the U.S. as some gun grabbers would like to believe. Numerous mass murder incidences have taken place in Europe and Asia despite strict gun control. Many people have forgotten the mass murder of French citizens in Paris in November of 2015 by Islamic militants with AK-47s. Or how about the mass killings of Spanish citizens by Muslim terrorists in Barcelona in 2017 using a moving truck? Another factor which is almost always present during mass murder events is that the most of them occurred in gun-free zones, places where caring by law by citizens is denied or frowned upon. You're the bad guy. You're the criminal. All right, because in here, if we're going to address the issue of mass murder, we cannot ignore the commonalities of mental illness in gun-free areas. The existence of guns in civilians' hands is not the problem. If it were, then mass murders would be daily a daily occurrence in every community in the country. However, this does not stop leftists from trying to exploit even tr every tragedy as an opportunity to attack gun rights. They don't care about nuisance or honest solutions. They just want guns out of the hands of the people they don't like to control them, enslave them, or possibly execute them. The establishment also want guns out of the public's hands for obvious reasons. It makes it much easier to erode other parts of the Constitution when the Second Amendment is no longer a deterrent. Joe Biden argues that Americans need to stand up to the gun lobby in the wake of the Texas shooting, but the gun lobby has nothing to do with these events either. The biggest gun lobby in the U.S. is the American people standing in defense on their freedoms. They have committed no crime. At bottom, no gun owner or gun rights activist is to blame for what happened in New York or Texas this past week. We didn't commit the crimes, but the assertion is that we should be punished anyway. Collective witch hunting is called, right? How courageous concept that is. Well, I'm not going to allow that millions of conservatives and liberty-minded people are not going to allow it. The appeal for new gun control measures and confiscations aimed at the political left, and it is designed to make them feel better about the reality of tragedy. It's a false silver bullet solution, no pun intended. It doesn't address the real causes of mass violence. It only makes us more vulnerable to it. Frankly, I don't care if leftists feel better or feel like they accomplished something when they did not. I also know that increased gun control is exciting to many of them simply because it goes against the values of people they hate, i.e. conservatives. The fact is this, no matter that tr what tragedy arises, our right to self-defense overall is more important than appeasing the emotions of the movement. Won't we won't be giving up our guns. It's not going to happen. They think we will. Cap, cap, oh, sorry about that. Capitulate. Capitulate. 
yeah, capital A. Given enough threats or enough pressure and they are wrong, it will not end for them. Other solutions need to be explored because the path to a revision or, or erasure of the Second Amendment, whether by legislation or by executive order, is nothing more than a path to civil war called centralization. It's time to move on from the foolish notion that taking away guns from everyone or just the people we disagree with politically solves the underlying causes of mass murder. It doesn't remove the motivation, nor it does even remove the means. It only sets the stage for a conflict that leftists will find impossible to win. Support this man if you can, folks. I love his work. Brandon Smith. You can follow him on Parlor and Getter as well. He's absolutely correct. And many of us have been saying that for a very long time. If you're going to try to do red flag laws, that's illegal too. I mean, they even add that in the Florida, in the, uh, Florida's uh, Stoneman Douglas, Stoneman Douglas um, Act. Illegal. Violates due process. And according to when I read about the extreme, um, um, extreme orders, you, the, the respondent can't even show up in court. Totally illegal. Right to face their accusers or their um, petitioners. They have the right to defend themselves. And they, 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 they can't go in there? That's sacrilege. And I feel, and I, and I, you know, I shame all those sons of bitches that voted for that bill and flip floppers got for signing it. Lex Luthor himself. Yeah, I'm critical about that man. I never voted for him at all as a senator and governor. Why? Because his principles suck. I'm sorry to say about that. Sorry to say that, but it's a, it's a fact. All right? and, not, and you know what? This time, but this thing, I will give him props for. Don't get me wrong, but when it came to this, he's invalid. Just give you folks an example. This is what, that's what comes down to it, man. Control. Trying to enslave us all. They want medical. They want Jim Crow 5.0. On the class of people with different views. Very similar. They had laws like that for black people, okay? Free or not, we're not on farm. That including northern states like Pennsylvania. All right, so yeah, Jim Crow laws did happen in those northern states before, after the Reconstruction Act. Nothing new under the sun, right? Precisely. Well, I'm going to do one here. JPFO did a, someone did an article here. It says, don't, don't call murderers shooters. This came out on the 23rd. It came out yesterday. This is by a flu, um, who wrote this? I'll find out, Mark. Who wrote this? Floyd Needland wrote this. All right. They are not gunmen either. A completely sexist term. You may think you're getting the news when you're being filled with prejudice. Mass media is on a nonstop campaign to vilify outlaw America's hardware of liberty, firearms, and a self-defeating mantra. The very tools need to preserve freedom of the press and all the freedoms we enjoy here under withering attack by the so-called fourth estate. It has become a fifth column in a deliberate effort to undermine all, this, all the good this country represents for the world. A significant segment from Jew, of Jews for the preservation of firearms ownership and this nation are shooters. That term reporters, editors misused to misdirect thinking about murderers. A mass murderer 
and a shooter are different things. Conflating these terms is offensive. It insults the fine art and skills of shooting and learning to shoot better. Journalists are making a good thing sound evil and criminal. All of us who practice are shooters is what we call ourselves. Shooting is what we do. The number two participant sport just behind exercise and the head of golf with billions in sales annually. When a vicious or psychopathic person makes the choice to become a murderer and to drive by murders or, or to go carefully select the defenseless places to kill innocents, they make believe, these make believe gun free zones, mass media must start recognizing these monsters as killers, murderers, psychopaths, villains. Stop linking a decent act of shooting with the heinous act of violating the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Failure to make this distinction places blame on women and men who write those propaganda pieces hurting our freedom. Guns are good. Guns save lives. Stop crime. Keep you safe. The abject removal of the art of the firearm makes media complicit in what's happening not the least of that is distorting the picture with its uh, incessant excuse me, focus on single, high-profile atrocities. Media ignores constant thousands of essential black people murdering other black people in disadvantaging neighborhoods. 9,700 left last year alone, where you're constantly fed repetitious stories about one mental case in a faraway city. Murderers, not shooters, right near. You're taking innocent lives. Your local news media is missing this story. Shame on them. JPFO says promote good shooting skills, range time and practice, and staying safely and peacefully armed. Distinguish marksmanship from crime. Don't compare or create false equations between Evil running rampant in several cities and gun owners. Identify who is directly at fault for murder criminals. Respect America's 100 million decent citizens preserving freedom by exercising the Second Amendment in a positive way. Positive ways. So it is Mr. Ramos himself. He's responsible. Not the firearm. Not the Second Amendment not the Ninth Amendment, or other words, our natural rights. Our freedoms never got into this position. That's what comes down to it, folks. This is why it's in the very beginning, a lot of these douchebags have, don't want to learn from the past. They want to give everyone a guilt conscience. Right out of Edward Benaze's playbook, Propaganda, Public Relations. How to con others, convince them. They can all follow the herd, just another cow. Never, ever entrap yourself in those positions because it won't just affect you, but everyone you love. This is why you gotta, you gotta separate self defense and crime or murder. I have to agree what they have, what he has to say about this. Salvatore Ramos, right? That's his name? Yeah, this yep. It's just one of those things, folks.
I don't buy. I don't even watch the idiot box. I'll be laughing at it. And I'm very damn proud of saying that. Not arrogance, but rather love and good faith. So, um, this going to be Salvador Ramos. Yep. So, I'll be right back with another segment. So, stay tuned. All right, so I'm going to do one more here. And I know it took a while in that first segment, so I apologize for that. But um, this one here has got, recently got signed. It was supposed to be an effect, into law, supposed to be effective on October 1st, 2022, which is Florida's Residential Picketing Act, which originally was um, HB 1571. Okay, and they got passed both by the House and the Senate. So it's uh, there's some controversy with this, and I'm gonna read what the law has to say. Gotta find out where that where the text is. One moment. Um, so yeah, so it looks like everyone got passed and this and that. So um, let's go and see what this bill has to say. I know I can find it somewhere. Where are? Where are you right now? Okay, hold on here. But um, it's just one of those things. And um, really dawns on me. Ooh, let's just check this out. Boop. All right, let's gotta be. I gotta be a little patient here. One moment. All right, got it right here. So, got approved. And, um, oops, wrong one. Oh, crap. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, what's this here? The amendment says here about they added harass or disturb a person in his and her dwelling as used in this paragraph the term dwelling means any building structure or proportion thereof which is occupied as or designed or intended for occupancy as rented by one or more families to a person who violates this section commits a misdemeanor of the second degree punishable as provided in statute 775.082 and 083 before a person may be arrested for a violation, the section law enforcement officer as defined in Florida Statute 943.10 or, or any state, local, state, federal, or military law enforcement agency must go as near to the person and may be done with safety and shall command any person picketing or protecting before, protesting before about the dwelling of a person to immediately and peacefully disperse. Any such person does not Thereupon, immediately or peacefully dispersed, he or she may be arrested for a violation of this section. And um, it's interesting here, but title amendments removes lines five through seven, insert with specific specified intent to find the term dwelling, providing criminal penalties, requiring all that good stuff. So I'm going to see what I can find here. Sometimes it just, things don't add up. Hold on here. That don't, and it's really. Oh, oh. Let's, go, let's go read it right here. Well, come on, where are you? 
Alright, I got it right here. So I mistakenly get that on Red Ventral Picketing, 1571. Hope that I got that. Just one moment here. Nah, so I'm sorry, folks, but um, what I've got so far is very disturbing, in my opinion. Because if, how, I'm, how I look at this, it doesn't really add up. Oops. It doesn't really add up. So, um, 1571. Come on, where, where is this damn thing? Yeah, so I'll just, um, I'll be right back. Okay, forgive me, friends. I just found it. It's got a, I should have done this earlier, so I do apologize. And this is here. This is what the bill is into, it's now into law. And relating, this is called Bill to be Entitled, an act relating to the residential picketing, creating Florida Statute 810.15, prohibiting a person from picketing or protesting before or about the dwelling of a person with specified intent, providing an exception, providing for non-criminal infractions and criminal penalties, providing an effective date. Whereas the state has significant interest in protecting the tranquility and privacy of the home and protesting citizens from the detrimental effect of targeted picketing, and whereas the Supreme Court of the United States recognizes interest in upholding challenge ordinance restricting the residential picketing in Frisbee versus Schultz. This came out in 1988. So, this, so they're going to go by a judicial, a Supreme Judicial opinion. All right, based on what I got so far. Be enacted by the legislature of the state of Florida, section 1, 18-15. Um, Florida statute is created to read 18-15 residential picketing. Subsection 1 is unlawful for a person to picket or protest before or about the dwelling of a person with the intent to harass or disturb a person unless the picketing or protest is in compliance with the ordinance of the governing body of the county and municipality that allows residential picketing or protesting. It's funny because there's already laws in the books on this matter. I don't know why they're trying to... It doesn't... It just dawns on me. Subsection 2, a person who violates section... Subsection 1 commits a first offense of non-criminal violation and shall be sentenced to perform 16 hours of community service or intent of community service, pay a $25 fine, a person charged with non-criminal violation under this paragraph shall receive a, um, hold on here, shall receive a, um, well, well, sorry about that, Ooh. receive a civil citation and must appear before the county court or comply with the requirement for paying the fine, the court after hearing shall make a determination as to whether the non-criminal violation was committed. If the court finds the violation was committed, it shall impose the appropriate penalty as specified in this paragraph. To a person who participates in community service shall be considered an employee of the state for the purpose of Chapter 440 for the duration of such service. B. For a second or subsequent offense, a misdemeanor of the second degree punishable as provided in Section 775.082 or 083. This act shall take effect October 1st, 2022. It's find this interesting because harass, anything egregious, it'll be a little bit different. But if you protest and criticizing them on their actions, 
all right? It's legit. So this is really a slippery slope, as far as I'm concerned, and with all due respect, this bill, this law, is considered vague. And I say that with love. I don't mean going out there and saying we're going to go kill your family or we're going to use, um, you know, egregious misconduct. That's a totally, di that's a totally different category. But you can protest, yes. And remember, the local ordinance, they have time zones, all that too. You can't make, you know, certain noise in a residential area. You can't have loud, uh, loud, um, loud music, loud speaking and gatherings. People got, you know, people got, people said they got to work too in these certain areas. I'm not gonna, you know, argue, but this is real. I just find this, I don't know, not too swift, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to free speech and peace be to assemble. Like I say, it works, it's a double edged sword. Damn me, do, damn me, don't. If you go out there, just pissy protest, have a sign, you chose poorly, you're a traitor. That's fine. You don't threaten anybody. You don't threaten their families. That's one thing I do when I did my activism in the past. I get them on their actions, and that's it. All right? There's no such thing as elected prince or princesses. Princesses. Okay? There's a big difference. But, um, yeah, I do really... A lot of questions on this law. I do see it unconstitutional. I will use the First Amendment, which I tell people, you know, don't make a habit of exercising the incorporation doctrine. Well, it comes down to it. You have basic rights under Article 1, Section 2, Florida's uh, Declaration of Rights. All persons, male, female, and male alike, are equal before the law and have inalienable rights, among which are the right to enjoy and defend life and liberty, to pursue happiness, to be awarded for industry, and to acquire, possess, and protect property. No shall, no person shall be deprived of any right because of race, religion, national origin, or physical disability. Well, I I can tell you this: free speech, right to peacefully assemble, is a natural right. And of course, if you look at section four of this um of this um these laws, it says here, free speech in the press. Every person may speak, write, and publish sentiment. On all subjects, but shall be responsible for the abuse on that right. No person shall be passed to restrain or abridge the liberty of speech or of the press, and all criminal prosecutions and civil actions and de defamation of the truth may be given evidence. If the matter charged as defamatory is true and was published with good motives, the party shall be acquitted or exonerated. So, you can legally protest, along, like I said, as long as it's not egregious. All right, so <laughs> a little finesse will get, take you places. All right, here's section five has to say about this: the person shall have the right peaceably and peaceably assemble to instruct their representatives and petition for redress of grievances. That's section five. All right, so this so this law it contradicts certain sections of basic rights. Prohibited laws. No bill of attain or ex post facto law or impairing the obligation contract shall be passed. Can we say this is an invalid contract? Yes. I can say that. What I read to you folks. Alright. Well, no, that's just my view. 
And um, that's even a time when I, I was highly critical of the anti-Semitism law. Okay, like you, the Holocaust deniers and so forth can't speak, can't address these things at public institutions from grammar school, grammar to school to public universities, or criticize the state of Israel to call it anti-Semitism, anti-Semitic. No, free speech. And of course, uh, all the numbnuts on that particular bill, everyone voted for it, whether Democrat or Republican, okay, in the state of Florida. It was, it was um, unanimous. And he went to tell, and Governor Sanders went to Tel Aviv and signed it. So, I never got that answer from you, Governor Sanders. Do you represent the people of Florida or the state of Israel? That includes Chippemarca. And uh, what's his name? Gary Farmer Jr., which he's going to be a lame duck senator anyway. He never answered my question. I wonder why. <laughs> Something to think about, my friends. So when it comes to free speech, peace be to assemble. Florida's claim to be the freest state in the union. Got a question. How accurate is that? So this is my intake on it. I consider this contract null and void because there's already laws in the books. We don't need a Supreme U.S. Supreme Court opinion to emulate it. Well, that is all for now. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share this right your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and sense on this interesting, check out whatever you do, please, in the correspondence of the quorum. For the early the footnotes of these articles I've narrated on my page. If you want to donate, you can go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash LokiLuck number three. If you want to contact me, go to LokiLuckNumbers03 at protimail.com and I just flip-flop those areas. Okay. <laughs> oh, why not? So if you want to contact me, go to LokiLuckNumbers03 at protimail.com once again, thank you for your time, but always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. May your guardian spirits be with you.